The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. And it's our Halloween show. Happy Yay! Halloween! Yay! <laughs> and before we get started, I want to introduce my cool, outrageous woman about town, Jane Russell, filling in for Ron Russell today. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, darling. Listen, I can't get these headsets on because it'll ruin my hairdo. And I have to be perfect for my fans. So I'm going to have to hold it on the side. I hope you don't mind that I'm doing this. If it interrupts the um, cleavage shot, I'll hold the headphones up higher. How's the cleavage, boys? Ooh. <laughs> I guess... I guess the shot's a good shot. Let me take my mink stole off because I'm getting very, very hot sitting next to this clown. Oh, hey, clown. Look at those boobs. Hey, <laughs> hey clown. You want to make a movie with me in The Outlaw? Because I'm The Outlaw. I laid in a haystack, made a fortune. Oh. That's hilarious. Twitter's going crazy with everybody like talking about it. So like that's fun. Talking about what? My bazooms? <laughs> yes. But that's what I'm famous for because I'm Jane Russell. And I was, you know, made a movie in 1940 called The Outlaw for Howard Hughes. And the film was shelved for five years because of my cleavage. They said I was showing too much decolletage. Everybody like loves it. Well, so for, welcome, Jane well, Russell. Shut up. I'm speaking. I'm a star, you fucking clown. <laughs> now listen. Oh, I said Watch a dirty word. <laughs> Jane cursed, by the way. Anyway, so um, Howard Hughes released the film five years later, and it was a sensation. And I became a superstar for many, many years. I'm a legend. I'm dead now, but I'm a legend. Absolutely. And we also want to introduce the cool man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. <laughs> yeah, what's going on, Jimmy Starr? Isn't that fun? What do you think? Doesn't, doesn't Miss Russell look fabulous? Fabulous, Miss Russell. Fabulous. So we also want to give a shout-out to everybody in the chat room. Lots of people in the chat room. Irish Ginger, Ken Pettigrew, Morley, Sherry, Nicholas. Uh, I know Shane and, and Frank are in there, everybody. Thank you so much. We're going to have a great, great show to you, for you today with Chip Coffee and Irony Singleton. We're going to have Miss Jane Russell sing a little song for us later. And today is the Hollywood debut of a new co-host to the Jimmy Star Show, our Hollywood vixen, Miss Deidre Sarego. And she's coming on in now. We're going to have her on for the whole show today. So come on in, Deidre. The little red-headed bitch. And she is smoking hot. I'm jealous because I look better than you. When I was your age, darling, when I was your age, I ran circles around you. You're nothing compared to what I was when I was one in 20. Isn't our Hollywood vixen fabulous? Be nice, Jane. She's okay. She's okay. <laughs> 
She looks fabulous. So put your headphones on. Get your mic. Everybody, this is our new Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Sarego. We're so happy to have you, and we're so glad everybody thinks we look fabulous. If we're you all, like those cheesy redheads. We're all, <laughs> we're all giving a shout-out, all three of us, to everybody in the chat room and chat. And a happy Halloween, everybody. Tomorrow's Halloween. Hello, ha- I know tomorrow's oh, no. Halloween, but you, that's okay. You clown. I don't think anyone can hear me. Yeah, you can. I heard we you. We can hear that big mouth yep. of yours, darling. Don't worry. Ah! We can hear your words of wisdom. So. Child. Redhead. So you know like when we're interviewing people, Miss Russell, today, you got to do your man voice. No, I yeah. can't do my man voice because I'm in character and I'm an actor. And when an actor is working, he... I know, but to, like our guests no. won't know who you are. Get it, Jane, well, get it's it. too damn bad. <laughs> then they'll have to Skype in and look at my bazooms. Yeah, listen to you. Your bazooms look fabulous. So you guys, we got a great show. We want to welcome Deirdre to the show. Welcome, Deirdre, Miss Russell. I certainly hi, will never. And say I hi to everybody in the chat room. a very special shout out. My best friend is actually in the chat room right now. He's my brother from another mother. The is that ever- Nicholas? Yes. That's such a lie. It's not. He's, He's not a brother from another mother. Yes, People are going to think you had, I had two wives. <laughs> oh, I was a dyke, he- maybe. Now, because I'm a woman, you think I'm a lesbian. I love you, Nicholas. Everybody, Nicholas is Nicholas, a Nicholas, we all love you. Actor. Nicholas, do I look pretty? Nicholas? <laughs> That's what his name is, Nicky Lick. Nicky <laughs> Licky. Do I look fabulous, darling? Hey, so we hope everybody's got like good plans for Halloween. We're going to have a good time. We want to, again, like, I think it's so much fun. There's so many people in the chat room. That's so hi, much Irish fun. Hi, Irish Ginger. Everybody's saying hi. hi. Yeah, say hi to everybody. Hi, you can type, too, if you want. Oh, if I can reach <laughs> over there. <laughs> I'll move it over a little bit. Oh, hey, Ken. This hey, is sexy. our new thing. What's That's up? right. Ken Pettigrew's in the chat husband. room from the Ken Pettigrew Show. And whoever's not signed in, you can sign in so we can know who you are. You can either stay anonymous if you want, um, or you can use your real name, or you can use like a crazy name. Also, if you're listening and you want to see what we look like and not miss what everybody's seeing, go and hit the ITV button at the top of your uh, at the top of your screen on the W4CY.com page, and you can see us. And Kenny, darling, you can dump the matronly bitch you're marrying and have <gasps> a date with me. I think I'm a lot hotter than she is, Ooh. and with me, you get a surprise at the end. Oh, <laughs> easy now. <laughs> Big surprise. I so want to go there, but I won't. <laughs> I, I'm not going there either. And so when you guys see us posting in the chat room, Deirdre and I are both posting under Jimmy Star, so it could be either one of us. There you go. How do my boobies look? Look, I finally have Ken, Actually, Jane, Ken said he would hurt breasts. you so bad. Oh. <laughs> You're a man after so bad my own that it might heart. be good. You're a man after my own heart, I hear. Oh, Kenny, do you use whips and, and all sorts of... You know, electrical devices. Oh, Miss Russell, by the way, is a Christian, and I don't do those things. I'm very wholesome and very pure. I know, but your alter ego's a pig, so. (laughs) My alter ego. Can I hit him with my microphone? (laughs) Would that be unladylike to bash his rotten friggin' head? Chat room. Where's David uh, Harvey? David he's not in there yet. I'm sure he will <gasps> he's be. Waiting, he's coming on the show he's next week. He's waiting for me in the cab. <laughs> so we hope everybody's having a good time. Chad, are you doing anything for Halloween? Are you going to dress up like anything? I don't know. We uh we do have some organic candy standing by. We are an apartment complex. Uh, we don't get too many travelers through there. So, but we are prepared. We are prepared for the children. Oh, did you go to any parties this weekend at all? We actually did our party last weekend where we all dressed up and we uh, did a gig in uh, Royal Palm for their party because they got a little competition, I guess, and they didn't want to do it on a Thursday. So we did oh. it last weekend, actually. So and what did you dress, you dress up? as? Right? So you what you, I went as a zombie cowboy. It was really hard. It's a real stretch <gasps> for me. For us. With those big muscles showing. And oh. anyone that doesn't know Chad, Chad's actually really hot. Oh, so his Chad. voice is hot Wait, and honey, he's hot. Keep, 
Put your shut the redhead up. I'm going to smack that. Oh, God. Tramp. I can't this wait for the cat, cat fight. fight. I cannot wait. Cat fight. Cat fight. It's going to be good. Listen, when oh, I don't work, bring it on. I got Nicholas in the chat room. I worked with, That's my listen, bitch right there. He'll back. When Nicholas, I, hold my wig. Hold my earrings, girl. When <laughs> I worked with Marilyn Monroe, she hated me because I was far more beautiful than she was. She's here in the room. Yeah, eons there ago. Well, that's that's because I've lasted legendary years, darling. Let's see how last long you last in the business. I think your career is over. Anyway, you're on the Jimmy Star Show. That's usually dooming you. No, actually, that's what it's makes doomsday it. It's doomsday if anybody's on the Jimmy Star Show. It's over for you. Actually, everybody's talking about how hot Chad is, Jane. You already yes. lost your audience. Yes. <laughs> Jane never loses audience. I think that's hilarious. You guys, we're going to have a really fun show today. We're going to have Chip Coffee on. Ron and I actually went uh, and saw Coffee Talk last week in Philadelphia. It was awesome. We went to dinner. Chip Coffee was great. You guys know him from Psychic... Uh, What's it called? Paranormal State and Psychic Paranormal Kids. Paranormal State with Ryan Bueller. Yep. And, and Psychic Kids. Well, sorry. And then we have Psychic. Irony Singleton coming excuse on. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, honey, redhead, you can't suck a lollipop on the air. <laughs> because the way you look, people will think maybe you're doing something else. So you can't because the Jane, noise of the sucking upsets a lot of people. <laughs> no, I'm not trash. It, it takes away. It takes away. Actually, my character's not this way when I perform. It takes away from Miss Russell. That's really what it oh. is. Nothing mm-hmm. takes mm-hmm. away from Nothing these. like a good old theater competition, it's honey. Be a oh, my show. God. Anyway, when I work, I'm not this way. I'm just playing this way to make the show funny. When I work, I'm You guys are how cool really is this? This is our fourth Halloween. This is the fourth year the Jimmy Star Show's been on. Uh, but that's not Halloween. Here. And it's but our first time me. we've ever come on with such superstars and such a gorgeous co-host. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like rocking it. We got sexy on each. I got sexy women on each side of me. And, <laughs> and only one of them has a penis. Hmm, go figure. How crude. How totally crude. That wasn't crude. What are you talking about? I think it's, it's like totally true. awesome. Oh, look I at are you, have a penis. Are you just trying to show everybody your cleavage, I'm Ms. Showing, Russell? Well, that's what I'm famous for. If I don't show them cleavage, I look like some old lady from Las Vegas. <laughs> An old showgirl that just never grew up and thought she still looks 20. Suck, don't bite. Ah, you go, girl, Irish. That's right, honey. That's what they say. Oh, anyway. <laughs> I hope my friend Geetja Hall is listening. Guess Jean Daddy wants you Jean. to lean in more so they can see your face. Okay. No, my face. Not that, your tits, but no. your face. Years ago, my face launched a thousand ships. Today, my face sank a thousand ships. So I won't lean forward, but I'll give you a little bit of forward, not too much. There you go. That's fabulous. Isn't, he, isn't she beautiful? <laughs> I'm not really good with the whole he, she thing. I I'm worked, working on it. I worked as Jane Russell since I was 19 years old, and I did that for 30, 40 years. I don't know how many years. I worked when New York City had nightclubs. Not the gay bars, the straight nightclubs. I worked all over the United States singing and dancing with a bunch of other people in my review. I also was the first female illusionist to ever play the Copacabana nightclub in New York City. So I have achieved quite a bit with my portrayal of Jane Russell. Also, Jane became a very dear friend of mine, and left my house and passed away. That's how sad it was. Um, so in doing this now, I'm paying homage to her and um, saying how wonderful she was because of her character. I was able to raise over $150,000 for AIDS in various benefits. So Jane Russell, thank you. Thank you so much for being Jane Russell and for allowing me to do this. Absolutely. And that dress is sexy too, I have to thank say. You. Very sexy. And Jimmy Starr did not design it. I did not design it, but last uh, last Halloween, Ron and I went out, and he was dressed up. And it's the only other time I've seen him dressed as Jane Russell, and he looks fabulous, and it was awesome. So all is good, and we want to give a shout-out to Morley Shulman, too, who's in the chat room. 
Morley Schumann, part of uh, Show and Tell Entertainment. We're working on some big projects that one of these days will be announced for everybody. It's going to be fabulous. And uh, And Morley, do I get you hot? (laughs) No, honey, that's my husband. Back off. No, 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 no. Morley, I think Morley's into... uh, Well, you never know. I think Morley's into chicks with dicks. (gasps) Oh, that's a terrible thing to say. Dick Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) They have dirty minds on this show. Oh, listen to you. We're one-track mind radio show. Dick Tracy. That's terrible. All right, you guys. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to call Chip Coffee. Uh, we're going to have him on, talk about a whole bunch of different stuff. You really do need to talk in your regular voice some uh, with him. And, uh, and I look like a, f- a faggot in a dress. That's okay. I don't think so, he'll recognize no, you. He's not going to see you anyway because he's not going he's not, he's not to be on Skype. He won't see you. He doesn't know you're in a dress. Oh, oh so yeah. There you so go. he's going to wonder so why I could always, you're doing James I could always look and sound like Barbara Stanwyck if Actually, I speak in my own voice. There you go. So let's go ahead and call him. All right. Oh, I thought I heard a phone ring. There we go. Oh, Morley Jr. is doing great. Hello. Hello, Chip Coffee. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hello, Jimmy Star. I'm glad to be here. Good. Before we get started, I'm going to introduce you to everybody. And I know you're not on Skype, so you don't see us, but we're actually in Halloween costumes. So we have Ron Russell, who today is dressed up as Jane Russell. <laughs> you're missing it all. That, that is a sight to behold, I'm sure. You've got to oh, yes. sign in to W4CY, Chip. You, you have got to, to look. You've got, you won't believe what I Yeah, you can like. go on your computer and hit the ITV button on the website, and you can actually see us here, even though we won't see you. So we have, we have Ron Russell as Jane Russell. We have Deirdre Sarega, who is our Hollywood vixen. So I'm just sort of the devil of She's like our hot, our hot chick. I'm just hot girl. Say, say hi. Hi, Chip. How are you? I'm so excited to talk to you. I love you. Hello, my darling. It's good to be here with you. And I then wish what, you were here in the studio, though. I wish I was still in the studio, too. <laughs> so then we've also got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Chip Coffee. Oh, Chad Murphy. What's up, buddy? I'm just the ghost today. I, I love ghosts. Right on. Boo. There you go. And I'm Jimmy Starr. We want to welcome you to the show. I told everybody before we came last week, Ron and I, to see your Coffee Talk uh, tour in Pennsylvania. You were in Philadelphia, and it was awesome. We had a really, really good time. So welcome to the Jimmy Starr Show, and say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hello, folks. We've got quite a few people in the chat room that are dying to talk to you via us. Yes, there's quite lots a of few people. questions. They all yeah. like love you, so we're gonna let, we're gonna let the, we're gonna let Jane Russell, Ron Russell. I'm not sure what to call you now. We're gonna we're gonna have our cool, outrageous <laughs> man dressed as a woman about town say hello now. He wants me to speak in a man's voice, but I'm dressed as a woman, <laughs> and if I speak in a man's voice, I'll look like Barbara Stanwyck, that bull dyke. But anyway. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Ouch, Jane Russell. Ouch, Jane Russell. Ouch. No, Jane Russell impersonating Ron Russell. Hey, Chip, how you doing, honey bun? Hello. <laughs> Glad darling. that you made the show. I'm so happy. Did you get my thing on on email on Facebook about Jane? Where are your tits? I did see that, and that, do you know that we continued on the tour to laugh our butts <laughs> off about that? Jane, where are your tits? <laughs> A little later in the show, I'll tell everybody what that's all about. But uh, Chip. Excuse me. You're an outstanding performer, and I loved everything you did. I love the way you, pardon me again, <clears throat> lipstick does that. Lipstick does something to my throat. I think I'm allergic to it. But it, did you ever put lipstick on, Ch- uh, Chip? <laughs> did you ever get in drag? <laughs> you know what? You I, 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 here's my drag story. I've been in drag twice, and I'll give you my drag story. Once when I was three years old, I'd already gone trick-or-treating for Halloween, and both times were at Halloween, by the way, so it's very appropriate we're talking about this the day before Halloween. 
and I'd already gone trick or treating, and I don't know what my costume was, but I'd gone to visit my aunt, and they had, and she had four daughters, and they wanted to take me around and show me off at three years old to all their neighbors. So the only thing they had to dress me in, they tied a, a kerchief around my head and put a, 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 one of their skirts on me and an earring on my ear, and I was a gypsy woman. <laughs> and I was not very pleased about that fact. Then years later, I went out as a perverted nun <laughs> whose name was Sister Mary Mother Apper. <laughs> I like and that. She was, she was a sadistic nun with a yardstick that would beat beat you over the, the head with a yardstick. So, yes, twice in my life I've actually worn women's garments, but, you know, I, I, that, those are the only two times that I, I believe, unless there were times in the 80s that I don't remember that I've been in women's clothing. <laughs> there you go. That does not make you a drag queen, nor am I a drag queen. I'm not a drag I, you queen. You know, and I'm probably, probably, you know, that's, that's an indication of something about my own personality. I don't know what that is, but something. No, it's, it's a kid having fun and not being afraid of being uh, in touch with his feminine side. I don't hey, I'm, not a, I'm not at all afraid to be in touch with my feminine no. side. It's just, I, I think I would make an awfully ugly woman. Oh, I don't think so. No. Oh, yeah, I don't think so either. You have nice yeah. skin. Yeah, and, and great <laughs> yeah. features. Nice no. little nose. <laughs> Next time we're together, if you're over here, I'll put a wig and some makeup on and we'll get you launched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of you now. I'm really scared of you now. No, we'll call you Chip and Dale. Or Chip Dale. So, so before we... Oh, I'm getting lipstick all over my like microphone Great. from my clown. But I just want to say one thing okay. because I have to clear the air. I do not live in drag. I do not do drag in the house. And I am not a fairy bottom girl, okay, wait, as you might think. That. No, everybody might think because you're dressed in a dress no, that you're you know, a queen. No. Okay. I am not. That's such an old stereotype. I know that, exactly. but Thank for you, everybody Chip. listening, I want Modern them to know I swing that. a hammer and I use a wrench and electric saws yeah, and I and do all that stuff. Children, so we all know exactly. that you're not. So you just know, I'm an actor. This is one of the characters I play. Okay, so here's what I want to do before we get started. Just in case anybody's listening doesn't know who you are, I want to like just do a I quick little that. rundown. I know everybody's supposed to know, but I'm I'm going for the fact that there's all kinds of people in the chat room I've never seen in there before, and so I want to like kind of like just bring it up. So you're a psychic, a medium, a paranormal investigator, an author, a really cool gay dude. You can follow you on Twitter at Chip Coffee, and your website is chipcoffee.com. And you were on A and E's television shows, Paranormal State, and Psychic Kids. And I know Ron and Deidre want to talk with you a lot, but when we were at your coffee talk thing, you actually did a thing where you like told the difference between a psychic and a medium. I'd like you just to do that, and then I'm going to hand it over to them. Well, the difference between a psychic and a medium. I've redefined psychic for myself, and psychic to me is just the skill set or the ability to access information that you can't get using your five human senses. That's all it really is. Let's, not, let's demystify it. Let's not make it any more than it really is. That's what it is. It's, a, it's an intuitive ability. I believe everyone has this intuitive ability. Moving over to medium. Medium is, it means that you're, you're able to communicate with other realms. The realm that I communicate with is deceased people, uh, those souls who have once lived inside a human body have died and are now in the spirit realm. So I am able to communicate with those people, and other mediums are able to do that as well. There you go. Okay. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to let them take turns, I think. Uh, go when you want to go first, Ron, or you want Deidre to go first? Yeah, Chip, when you marry us in California next year, we could get you in drag real quick. <laughs> 
I, and, you know, this is starting, I, I, he's starting to scare me a little bit, Deidre. Yeah, you realize I that? I know, I know. I, I really want to talk about paranormal state. Because I want to just make a joke that because is what I love. it's hell. You know, I, I, like I said, I really do think, I, I'm not too sure, I, hey, nothing against it, but I think I would just be kind of, I think I would be just a homely woman. That's just. Well, there's no way of knowing unless you try, my dear. Well, you know what? Um, two Baileys on the rocks, you might get me in a dress. <laughs> well, you know, you know why? Uh, because when you do marry us in California, we have Sophia Loren and Peggy Lee and Judy Garland in the bridal party. Of course, they're all impersonators. So it would be fun to have Chip Coffee impersonate. I don't know. Who would you want to impersonate? I think, like, you know, Margaret Hamilton from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> no way. <laughs> you have the sweetest face. You have a little nose, big, beautiful eyes, and a clever mouth. Come on. You could be very pretty. Anyway, question, because it's Halloween and we want to get into the nitty-gritty. Okay. Now, you do not contact dead people for uh, uh, reasons that are uh, like to me clarify that. When you do hear the voices of the dead and they say things to you, you make some people feel very happy and some people very sad. How does that affect you? You know, it's, the work that I do is very, it's very tough in a lot of ways because I know a lot of people are, are, are missing their loved ones and they come to me to, to make that connection with their deceased loved ones. So I take the work that I do very seriously. And it, it does have an emotional impact on me. You know, I, I can feel their, their loss. I can feel their grief. But my whole goal is to, in some way, bring some level of healing and comfort to them, to to assure or reassure them that their loved ones are in a safe, pain-free, peaceful place, that they didn't discontinue to exist just because their body is no longer alive. And that's what I hope to to bring to them is that healing and comfort that they they, they can can know that their loved ones continue to exist, that they they have their memories, that they have their personalities. And, and to, to make them somehow feel better about the fact that that loss, although real, is not necessarily a complete loss. Okay, fine. Great answer. Uh, now, it's Deirdre's turn. Deirdre, ask a question. Okay. I loved Paranormal State, and I'm so unhappy that it's no longer in syndication. Um, when you guys were filming, if anybody that has never seen Paranormal State, it was with Ryan Buell, and they went in to homes and places that were in desperate need of help because they were under hauntings, under all sorts of things, poltergeists, whatnot. What was the most intense place that you went into where you really got scared, like where it was really not an easy one where you could go in and, and, and help them and, and, and figure out what the haunting was or what the affliction was with the person involved or the people that actually lived there that were deceased. Which, which one really got you scared? I don't know that it got me scared because I typically don't get scared. I get, well, like I can get freaked out, like really I like something you've never seen before. Exactly, just like you said, rattled, startled, freaked out, you know, in the moment, but not, you know, not scared to where I'm going to, you know, bolt or run. I think one of the things that immediately comes to mind and always does when I'm asked this question, I think that on the second episode that I ever did of Paranormal State, which was an episode called The Devil in Syracuse, it was done just outside of Syracuse, New York, and it was a family that lived in a mobile home, and they were undergoing what we felt was a demonic oppression, and... In certain cases, you know, the infestation was turning into possession. 
so what happened during that time period was there were two children. There were, there were the parents, the two parents in the home, and two small children, a three-year-old girl and I think about an 18-month-old boy. And the one thing that I think that freaked me out, that, that immediately comes to mind, that freaked me out very much, was hearing a very guttural and demonic-sounding voice come out of the body of a three-year-old little girl. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, is right. That is crazy. And so I'm not familiar with that episode. Nicholas says, Nicholas says you guys watched it. Yeah, we it. watched it. I'm trying to remember when. <laughs> that must have been back in like 2008. Which, by the Stop way, the drugs, honey. I want to also say, give a shout out, you guys, because Barbara Brighton is in the chat room. When, oh, Barbara. And that's a good friend of ba- Miss Russell's. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Barbara and I worked together in a play, and I was in drag in that play. I played Dava, a sleazy old drunken leftover drag queen in a club in the village. And her son, who was a lawyer, gave everything up to come and own the club. Well, he falls in love with me. And Barbara Brighton finds out that he's in love with a fairy. And she goes ballistic and she sings wonderfully because she's got a gorgeous voice. And we got some good uh, applause that night. It was showcasing a play, by the way. It was a one that was called Two in the Same and it was great. And um, Barbara's the best. I thought maybe you would just say hi. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not, no, not, not, not to Barbara Brighton. And Barbara, if you're on Skype, you see me as Janie. Yeah, again. she's going. She's logging in now. So go back to Deirdre. Deirdre, go. Yeah, you're on. Um, also, I wanted to discuss with you, uh, Chip. At what age did you realize that you had these gifts? You didn't know that they were gifts. I'm assuming as a child. But when did you start to say to yourself, something's different? And what actually, were you seeing? Here? Actually, there's a twofold answer to that question. As far as being psychic and having psychic abilities, intuitive abilities. Those came very early to me. I think I was born with them, like we all are. Right. And the first manifestation of those gifts, I'm told, were, you know, when I would do things like be playing around as a toddler and all of a sudden stop what I was doing and look over at the phone, and soon afterwards the phone would ring. And then as I became verbal, although my mother would have told you that I was verbal straight out of the womb, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I would say a name. I would look over at the phone, the phone would, and, and like the phone was going to ring, I would say a name. And soon thereafter, you know, the phone would ring. And, and the, the person that I had said the name would be on the other end of the phone. So mm. in essence, I was kind of like the earliest little psychic things I did were kind of like being an early form of caller ID. Right. So I was I like, you know, telling who was on the other end of the phone. The, the talking to the dead stuff really didn't start until I was in my 40s. And wow. at that time, it was kind of interesting that, that I was working in the travel industry at the time. And one of my coworkers had a brother who had died as a, as a teenager, and I knew this, but one day she and I were leaving work together, and on the parking deck just here where I live, north of Atlanta, her brother started talking inside of my head, and I thought I'd lost my damned mind, mm. but discovered when I told her what I was getting that the information that he was sending through to me was very valid and very accurate, and honestly, that started, you know, kind of opened the floodgates, and from that time forward, I've done, you know, thousands upon thousands of readings for clients all over the world and that's kind of the experience of the, the mediumship kicking in so i'm going to give you a plug now because everybody chip's got a book called growing up psychic and you can get it at bookstores and on amazon and i don't know where else can we get it your website probably my website at chipcoffee.com there's also a link to the book there there you go. So you guys can get the book Growing Up Psychic on Chip Coffee's website. Okay. Now, Deirdre talked about your TV show. I'd just like to get off the campy subjects and get to the nitty-gritty here. Uh, your show was canceled, Chip. Psychic and the, Kids. That's and the, the show. Psychic Kids. Which okay. was really good, by the way. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Well, okay. I'm in the middle of a, of a thing here. It's very important, guys. Let's be quiet for a minute. Uh, Chip, the reason why your TV show was canceled 
your feelings are. Please tell us about it. Well, this is a delicate subject for me to some degree, and I'll tell you that it was a, a, a subject that was very hurtful and a subject that was very painful and a subject that, that made me angry. Uh, we did a show called Psychic Kids in which myself and a psychologist, a licensed therapist, would go in and look at children who had professed to be exhibiting paranormal or psychic abilities, um, having experiences with seeing dead people, whatever, whatever. And their parents and them, the children, were kind of at a real critical point in their lives. They were, they were actually in crisis and, and trying to figure out and cope with what was going on in their world. Um, the show aired for one season, and there were a lot of people who really embraced the show because of its groundbreaking nature, but... As with anything in the paranormal or spiritual or supernatural, and with religion, too, there were those people that were critics and skeptics of the show. And some of those critics and skeptics were very vocal about their criticisms and their disbelief, and even went to the far extreme, because I am a gay man, to throw the word pedophile out there. Terrible. It's so wrong. Well, no. it was it was horrible, and you know they threw that word out there all over the internet. And once that word got out there, of course, I was completely blindsided and appalled, and uh, like I said, hurt and angry about that word. And you know, I reached out to my attorney and said, "What do we do here?" And my attorney my attorney's basic comment was, "We can sue them, but in essence, most of those people that are out there that you could sue." Uh, it's going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars, or maybe that's an exaggeration, but at least tens of thousands of dollars to end uh, lawyers' fees and legal fees to actually prosecute this case. And, you know, you're probably not going to get any monetary restitution back from them. So, you know, we can do this, but, you know, what's the, what's the downside of it? Not that I wouldn't do it, not that I still wouldn't go after someone if it goes too far, because I, I, I'm not afraid to spend the money to tell somebody you are such a damned idiot for there even doing something like this. Yeah. Okay, and Chip, liar. Chip, Chip, here we go. Have you ever been arrested for pedophilia? Um, no, absolutely not. Do you have any claims by any parents of those boys or gr- boys that you tried or to girls. molest? You got to girls. girls. Oh, girl. Okay, yep. girls, Don't excuse me. Boys and girls that you tried in any way to touch them improperly? Absolutely not. We know the answers to this. We just want to make sure everybody else knows. We had dinner dinner with Chip, and I went through this whole thing with him. I wasn't going to do anything that was misleading or not correct. Well, let me tell you this. Before I ever, let me interject this to you, Ron. Before I ever was allowed myself or any other host on that show was allowed to, to interact with the children, the TV network did a very thorough and extensive background search on me and the other host on the show, and found nothing because there wasn't one damn thing to find. Nothing. Well, we have a detective coming on in a little while. Who's no, now. We have to call him now. We have to call him right now. <laughs> Could we call the detective and hear what he has to say? Yeah, we're going to call him with Chip on the phone so yes, Chip can yes. interact with well, him. Well, he's going to tell us about homosexuality and pedophilia. And everybody out there listening will be very surprised. Now, everyone and fans of our show and friends, if you want to help Chip out, 
do what you can. Write about it. Send it to people. Deny it. Say it's terrible. It's, it's again, homophobia. It's hurting someone that's talented and brings joy and fun to the world. I mean, Chip is the coolest mofo on yeah, the planet. And having, yeah. him not on his, <laughs> having him not on his TV show is really criminal. It's bullshit. And also writing A&E, considering they were it's the criminal. ones It's really criminal. It and well, let me interject this. this. I, I cannot say with, with certainty that that was a reason that the show was canceled, and I don't believe it. It could have to do with ratings, and I will say that it was very, a very hard show to produce because... It's very hard with the legalities of dealing with anything to do with children, getting the parents together and off work to come in and, and do the show, uh, coordinating the schedule, both parents being on board. There were a lot, of, a lot of difficult things that came into play with doing that show. But I must do this, must say this. Those allegations that were slung at me, those pedophilia allegations that were slung at me, were not slung at any of the other people who hosted the show. And those other hosts were two straight women three straight women, the two psychologists and another, another psychic, and the straight man on the show. Those allegations were just flung at me, the gay guy. Well, that's because of the that's stupid bullshit. people out there. Yeah, that's uh, not right. Now, let's, let's clear up one thing. These allegations were not on Facebook. These were sent directly to the producers of his television show on what we call the sheet, the wall sheet, which all the producers read. And everybody reads the com- Everybody reads it in the biz. Anybody connected with the show reads it. And I think that threw a scare into the producers, and they thought, oh, my God, we better get this guy off. And since contract- contracts don't do that, they had to cancel the show. It was a number one hit show for a long time. Why would it go off the air so quickly? When there's so much well, garbage that, on TV. I must, I must also interject also that, yes, those things were posted a lot on the, the actual show's website, you know, the, the message board for the show. But right. there have also been people that have written those things on, on various websites, those allegations on various websites and message boards. And to this day, you know, I still get things to, from people that say, oh, you're a creepy old man. I wouldn't allow my child alone in a room, in a room with you. And I also have to throw this out there. There was a hard and fast rule on that television show when we were producing that television show during filming that no adult, no adult was ever alone with a child in an enclosed yeah. space. Ever. It's, right. it's you very know what, sad. Chip, I have a question. When very you were doing sad. Paranormal State with Ryan, you guys were around children as well. What, I mean, were there ever anything on the comment boards or, or to any of your knowledge in regards to you associated with paranormal state that, that people were saying this? Not to the best of my knowledge. So there was nothing about paranormal state. And for anyone that hasn't seen it, Chip and Ryan and the crew were all around children because a lot of these homes they went to they had were children. families and they had children. So that just goes to show you that, you know, you never, in, in all the years that you were doing paranormal state, you never had any of these claims ever. So just well, that... I do absolutely believe that those allegations were thrown at me, and I, I'm certain that those allegations, they, I mean, the empirical evidence uh, substantiates the fact that, that, that those allegations, those heinous allegations, were slung at me simply for the fact that I'm a gay man. Exactly. You, no definitely. you know, if I'm in a men's room and a little kid comes in, I immediately leave. Uh, gay men have the, the fear of that, that some crazy parent is going to say we assaulted their child and put that thought into the kid's mind. So it really is sad that because you're gay and around children, you're a pedophile. So here's well, what we do. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and answer for the that. Longest, for the longest time, I downplayed this. And even when the two of you and I talked, when, when Jenny and Ron and I talked about 
broaching this subject on the air, I was really, you'll remember that I was really reluctant to do that. And then I thought, then there was an incident recently. I was in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I was sort of ambushed by a shock jock radio host who does a sports show on a channel in Minneapolis. And, you know, he brought me in, and evidently I'd made a couple of predictions for him at some point in time that have not yet come to pass. And so he basically hoodwinked me into coming on his show early one morning on a morning show and just basically tried to attack me and my, my, uh, my, me as a person and my abilities as a psychic and a medium. And I walked out, and absolutely, during the show afterwards, he was continuing on with his crap. After I walked out of the show, I asked him, do you treat all your guests this way? Are you this rude to all your guests? And he was just nasty. So I walked out. I said, this is over with, and I walked out. And he continued on. And, af- and after I was gone, guys, let me tell you what he did. He used these words. He said, who's going to believe anyone uh, that says anything like him? This guy is guilty of corrupting children. There you go. So, so I would have smacked him right in the kisser, right on TV. First of all, I want to say we would never do that because we would never ambush anybody, (laughs) number one. Number two, it's really unfortunate that the views of such a few people wreck it for everybody else. And um, three, we're going to actually call Steve so you can talk with him also. Right, and I want to say something about ambushing you. If I wasn't with Jimmy, I wouldn't ambush you. I just why is he talking into the headphones? I'll hug and kiss you, Chip. I love Why is he talking in the headphones? Oh, I'm talking. I'm holding, I'm holding my headphones so that my hairdo doesn't get ruined. And I was talking into the headphone. I'm telling you. I may, I may look good, but I'm still 300 years old. Let's call Steve. Chad, Chad, you go ahead and call Steve, and I'll introduce him to everybody. Right. And then we have some questions from the chat room, if that's okay. We right. can ask yeah. you after. Yes. So everybody hold, um, hold tight with your questions. And I'm happy we got that issue out of the way because it was bothering me for weeks for those of you who have read my Facebook Hello. page. Hello, is this Steve? It is. This is Steve. Jimmy. This is Jimmy Star Show. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Jimmy, thanks for making time for me. Ron, yes, Chip, I'm I know you're there. there. I heard I'm you guys introdu- a little bit a while I'm ago. Gonna, I'm going to introduce you to everybody anyway. We have our cool, outrageous... First of all, it's Halloween. We're all dressed in costume. So Ron is dressed as Jane Russell. But we have Ron Russell, our cool, outrageous man about town. Say hello. Hey. Always good. I'm, gl- I'm glad to have met you at at uh, Chip's show, and I'm happy that and you're oddly calling enough, in. Ron and I, uh, Ron and I met in the men's room, as, as odd as it's that may sound. <laughs> no, it's, oh. it's true. It's true. But you weren't a child. No, 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 no. I was we, 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 all, we shouldn't be talking to each other. No, I was at the stall, you know, making wee-wee, and he kept winking at me, smiling and licking his lips, <laughs> and I thought, what the hell is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come Not on, come on, come on. I had something in my eye, you know. No, this is a heterosexual detective speaking to us now. Hang on, so we've got that our Hollywood joke. We have our Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Sarego. Hi, Steve. All right. Detective Hello. Steve. How are you? Um, Steve, what's your last Good, name? Thanks. He it's may not Jones, want to do that. It really is. Okay, okay. Then we've got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, Steve. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. And then we have our super famous, fabulous guest, Chip Coffee. Steve, Chip, you know I'm a big fan. How are you? I'm good. It's a, I just got my picture with Chip. I'm going to post it. I told him I'm going to post it as my Facebook profile picture. I'm going to put totally you up there for duration. There you go. Yay! We love it. So, Steve, tell, tell us what you do so people get an idea of why we have you coming on the show today. I'm a detective, and right now I'm dressed in my Halloween costume, which is a detective's outfit. <laughs> Gun, badge, and shirt tie. <laughs> uh, I'm a detective. I uh, specialize in uh, 
uh, child abuse cases, sexual assault cases, and things of that nature. Okay, and so we uh, were you listening to us before? I guess you were because you made the bathroom reference. So uh, I was, I was listening to you um, guys. So we have Chip on the phone, and Wait, we're I want to oh. ask him the question. Okay, you go ahead. Give me the statistical fact: How many homosexuals abuse children and are pedophiles? <laughs> I can tell you, I've been a police officer nineteen years, and I, as I said, I specialize in these kind of cases. Uh, I, Openly gay person involved in a in a you know monogamous monogamous relationship. I've never arrested one. We just it's an anomaly. It it if someone one were to simply blame um, the gay person for lack of another better suspect, we set back law enforcement decades. We set back society as a whole decades. It's just we're back to blaming people because they're a little different, and it's ridiculous. There you go. Chip. By the way, we're not different. <laughs> chip, Chip. Now, 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 I've got the detective on. Like, how about you? Got any questions for the detective? So we can like kind of air this out a little bit. Well, you know, I, I, when these allegations were thrown at me, and I was looking with my lawyer to possibly uh, file some legal uh, action against these people that were throwing these allegations around. I started reading on the internet, and most of what I found on the internet, there are all these, there are all these articles from, you know, certain individuals that are, that are saying, oh, it's gay men that are, are molesting children. But the empirical research that's been done by lots of psychological organizations and people in law enforcement, legal organizations, um, as, as I said, psychiatric psychological organizations, do not say that, 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 that those two things, you know, two, one of these things is not like the other, that gay men are typically the perpetrators of any type of sexual abuse against children, that that's, that statement is false. Just, just what Chip's telling you is correct. Uh, what it is, it's, it's uh, an anomaly because they'll say, obviously, a, a small boy is molested by a man, the man was gay, but that's not, that's not the fact. That, that man may have been living with his wife. He may have been living, he, wasn't, he didn't accept where he was and he hadn't accepted his wife. You know, you get a person who is in an open, is in a monotonous relationship. We just don't have that problem. Someone who's accepted who they are and and their place in society and their lifestyle, we don't have them. We don't even investigate them. It's ridiculous. Well, and the one thing that I said was, and I'll tell you this, Steve. The one thing that I said was this: just because I happen to be a gay man, and the other people on the show, as I said before, were not were not accused of being a pedophile, but the gay guy was accused, and and. I feel like because I'm a gay man, I became an automatic target Witch for hunt. those sort of allegations. Totally, completely. Witch hunt, absolutely. I would tend to agree with that, absolutely. And that's what I meant when I said different. I did, obviously, I know I have so many gay friends are probably going to yell at me for that statement because uh, I didn't mean it like that. I meant, you know, obviously, I think Chip was singled out for that reason, and that was ridiculous. Okay, I just want to say something. Stupid people in our country and all over the world love to blame blacks, gays, Jews, Hispanics for everything that goes wrong in government or in the social world. And we are sick and tired of it, and we are fighting back. And I would love for these narrow-minded, stupid asses that were taught this crap by their ignorant, stupid parents to get over it, move on, and realize that criminals come in all flavors and all colors, not gay, Jewish, black, or Hispanic. Or white. Don't forget, whites get thrown under the bus for a lot not, of things, Not that too. much, darling. Oh, no, if you go to a courtroom and you'll see what's going before the judge, <laughs> my darling, <laughs> no. 
No. I know this stuff just needs to be nipped in the bud because, like, Chip, we're, we want you to be back on TV. So we, instead of, like, yeah. instead of just watching you on Facebook and stuff, like, we can see you every week on TV and be like, oh, that's Chip Coffee. Right. He's cool. Wait, speaking well, you know, of TV. I don't, I don't think that those allegations, I don't think that those allegations have been, have greatly impacted. I think that they might have impacted the fact that I was doing a, a show with children, which is wrong just on that level because I think that's narrow-minded misinformation that's being presented and, and possibly believed by certain people. But you know what? Uh, I, it's not going to prevent me from doing the best work that I can possibly do, being who I am. And you know what? Screw the people that believe, believe the rumors or believe the allegations because you know what? Those people don't know me. They don't know who I am. And, and it's not going to prevent me from being back on TV, hopefully very soon. Good. That's Chip, what we like to hear. Chip, I want to pass. You know what I was it, wait wait hang on. Jimmy, you know what I like to say? Yes, uh, I'm sorry. Ahead, I can Steve. get one more thing. Uh, the, the the thing that, that uh, Chip's fighting right now is that's uh, that thing has been thrown out there, and in our community, and, you know, the ones of uh, those who are to investigate this, these things, uh, a claim of pedophilia is almost like a bad smell in an elevator. It's in the elevator. We all know who put it in the elevator. Nobody wants to admit it's in the elevator, and it just hangs around there forever. And that's what the problem is. This is going to linger around, and, and you know, until it finally passes. It's unsubstantiated. Yeah, which sucks. Well, Chip, I want to tell you something. Whenever I get down from people who make fun of me or criticize what I do, you know what I say to myself? Hey, Ron, people pay to see you. How many people can say that? So, Chip, when they get on your case, just smile and think to yourself, people pay to see me. Well, you know what I think? I think that I am blessed to live the life that I lead. I'm not ashamed to be a gay man. It took me a long time to get to the point that I'm at right now. Absolutely. But I'll tell you this. I'm not ashamed to be a gay man. I'm not ashamed of who or what I am. I don't engage with critics or skeptics that much because it's typically a no-win situation. Mm-hmm. I never ask people to believe what I believe, or I don't try to convince or convert anyone. The truth of the matter is, when I hear these allegations that are slung at me, very much what I will, will respond with it's, I know that I'm helping people, and I know that there are people out there that, that embrace what I do and appreciate who and what I am. And I remember those folks, the thousands and thousands of folks who may not tell me daily that they love me or appreciate me or whatever, because the critics and the skeptics tend to be a lot more vocal, but I will remember those people that I have helped and you know what? I feel like I'm doing God's work, and no one's going to derail me from that. There you well, go. Well, I saw your show. Whether you believe it or not, some don't. Some do. Enjoy it as much as I did. It's it was so a fabulous. Entertaining. Three hours of you are interesting. You speak well. Your stories are great. You're fun. And your connection with people absolutely was accurate. There was no way you could have possibly known the things that you said about these strangers because I interviewed them after your show for our show. And Chip, I would say to people, you know, on a rainy night, go see Chip. It's better than sitting home feeling sad and saying, oh, it's raining out. I don't want to go out. I just go and see him anytime. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. We well, had a good go, time. Go see I'd you. go see him again for sure. Absolutely. Me too. And, and you know what? Whether you believe it or not, you're going to have a wonderful evening because he is totally entertaining and the greatest man and kind and loving and he kisses everybody and sweet. It's probably really a no good bastard underneath all that, but you know, 
He does a good job. He does a good job. <laughs> so, I, I love you, Chip. So here's what we're going to do, though, you guys, because uh, we have a couple. So, Steve, thank you for coming on, yeah. and you're more than welcome to stay yeah, on and Steve. listen if you would like to thanks, stay on Steve. and listen. But we do want to thank you for coming Ron, on. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank Chip, you. I'm a big fan. And the only thing I'd like to say is I was at that show also with, with Jimmy and Ron. It was great. And, you know, my job is to disprove people sometimes. I couldn't disprove anything Chip was saying. He was right on. And, yeah, you know, no, Chip, just Chip is make, amazing. You just can't make this stuff up. That's what we say in this field, and you just can't make this stuff up. Chip's phenomenal, a sincere, more sincere person I, I've never met. He's a great man, and, I, and, and Timmy Ron, it was a pleasure to meet you. And if you, I can ever be of assistance, don't hesitate. You have my number. I'd be more oh. than happy to talk to you guys. You Thank you, Steve. Cool. Thank you. Sweet. You were fabulous. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Much love to you. Thanks so much. Here's something I'll take before you go, Steve. What's that? No, check um, I appreciate your kind words and coming on to give the information that you gave. And here's my here's my thank you to you. Whenever I'm back in your area again, you're there as my guest. I have the greatest respect for anyone who is in law enforcement and, and the military. So you are my guest anytime I'm back in Philly. There you well, go. That's you, sweet. That awesome. means it's a freebie. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Love it. Okay, so well, then... Um, Steve, thank you again. We really yes, appreciate Steve. it. Stay in touch if you need anything. Right. And this show will be posted up uh, after tonight, and you can get copies right. of it. And uh, we really do appreciate you and all your support. And uh, Chip appreciates it, and we think Chip's great. So thank you very much. Right. Thank you, Chip, guys. Take care Steve. now. God bless. And, uh, and, Deirdre, and Deirdre's got, because we don't have a whole lot of time, and Deirdre's got a couple questions from people in the chat room. So, Chip, uh, we're just going to do a couple quick questions right. for you. Retype type your questions really quick. Something about so somebody Warren. Them. Uh, something about Lorraine Warren, but I yeah, forgot what Chip it was. Protect- How was it to work with him? <laughs> Chip, Chip told me I was going to have an affair with George Clooney in about six months. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right, Chip? Yeah, Chip, that's going to so- be right after my affair with Hugh Jackman. Oh! <laughs> Chip, do you see me and Ryan Gosling hooking up, getting married in the future? <laughs> I wish. You're going to have to take my sloppy seconds, Deidre. Okay, I know. honey, I will. I'll share. I know that one, one of the questions in the chat room was why do most people see paranormal stuff at night? At night. Because I think that's because the world is quieter. We don't have, you know, and it's easier sometimes for the, the, those souls to manifest. Think about it. The world quiet, gets quieter at night. We just, everything sort of slows down a bit. And I think they find that an easier time to manifest than in the bright light of day. And Although paranormal investigations can take Paranormal investigations can take place at any time. Also, have you worked with Lorraine Warren? I am, yes. I am in awe of this woman. She is is a force of nature. She is indomitable, and I I adore the woman. I just, I, I, I can't say enough good things about Lorraine. A lot of people were asking about that as well. Um, also, do you think, is Paranormal State going to be coming back anytime soon? You think maybe Ryan will do one more season? I did an I did an event with Ryan in Raleigh, North Carolina, this past weekend. Yeah, right. He is for those people who don't know. Is he feeling Ryan good is, now? Ryan is battling pancreatic cancer, and I ask people to keep him in their thoughts and prayers, as I am doing every day. He is doing better. He's still in the process. Let's oh. put it that way. Um, there is some chatter about. Uh, another show coming back on. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully within the next nine to twelve months. So fingers crossed that there's going to be something and a reunion between Ryan and me. Hopefully, I, nothing is firm, but there's there's some really definitive chatter about it at this point in time. 
Next time you talk to Ryan, please tell him I'm running in Philadelphia November 9th, um, Saturday, November 9th, uh, for pancreatic cancer because I don't know if I'm sure my. I'm sure Jimmy and, and Ron have told you I lost my, my uncle who was like a second father who was my second father I just called him uncle um, you know Ron's, Ron's um, first love and to pancreatic cancer in uh, 2012 so I'm going to be running for not only my uncle Sal but for Ryan I'm putting everybody's names on a lot of no, people do in 2012 I mean 2002 I'm sorry Two. 2002 um, so I'm putting everybody's everybody's names on that have survived and unfortunately have, have succumbed to this this horrible cancer because this cancer is a very personal uh, thing for me. Right. So, and, so yeah. So let please him let him know that, know that a big hug and a kiss for him. Um, I'll be running for him as well. Um, and well, I really just hope FYI, Ryan has said I, I spoke to is Ryan he about be the there? fact that I was going to be on your show, uh-huh. and Ryan said to me, "If you need me to come on the show and say and say anything about this whole it, the, the whole thing about the pedophilia thing, pissed <gasps> him off greatly too." We would so love to Ryan get Ryan is, on. Ryan has said he would love to come on your show at some point in time. Oh, oh yes, perfect. absolutely. I would love he to have so, him on. He's so, so welcome. He's such a sweetie, and he's so, so good-looking. I love him. I kind of have a crush on him. <laughs> All right, you're up, Ron, because we got to go. I'm up. What am I up for? Do you have anything else you wanted to say? Yeah, I just want to tell this character we're talking to, this guy that sees ghosts like crazy about him, and I think he's my new bestest friend. And I <laughs> well, I love him. you all so much. Thank you for having me on. And talking about you know some silly topics and some serious topics, you know Ron, Ron and Jimmy know how much I adore them. And Deidre, you're my new BFF. I love you too. <laughs> Next time I'm in Atlanta, we're going to dinner. Uh, if we you're there, if you're there, I hope. Okay, well, you probably would. We also want to give a shout out to Greta. Yes, Greta, Greta darling, Greta. my darling assistant Greta. She's, She's amazing. So nice. we're, we're actually headed to an event. In a town, are you ready for this? Red Boiling Springs, Tennessee, this weekend. There you go. Wow. We want to say hey to Greta. And who else? Is it Mike is your yeah, tour manager? Was yeah, his name Mike? Mike, sweet guy. Oh, Mike, Mike is, is, is my tour manager. He's a good-looking Canadian, yep. Yeah, that you bought, I know. He's a nice <laughs> I, bought, I bought a Canadian, yep. Leviticus told me I could do it. Yeah, he was like fabulous. And so we want to, uh, yeah, so good luck with all of that then. And uh Okay, I think we have one more. We question. have one more quick question. He's typing it, and like this is this is Deirdre's best yeah, friend who's in the chat room. Yeah, this is my best friend who's actually in New Orleans. If you're ever there, you guys should totally meet because um, you'd love each other. But Nicholas, quickly type in your question for Chip because he's got to go. Well, one other thing I want to say to to Ron here, um, Ron, I hope your tits are looking really good today. Oh, oh, they are. We'll put Trust a picture on me, Facebook. Everybody in the chat book is freaking out. I'm taking pictures. They'll be on Facebook tomorrow. Because the truth of the matter is, underneath this gown, I have jeans oh. and sneakers on. Since nobody could see only half of me, I didn't bother dressing the lower half. But tomorrow but it will his be. His lower half is just oh, as hot as and his And tomorrow upper. it'll be all, you know, my leg hanging out, my sexy everything. Ah. So you'll see what I look okay, like. Okay, now we have the question. Nicholas has a guy that he works with that is inhabited by a demon. Um, by, well, they think possessed by a demon. Why does it? Why is it that his friend is getting agitated around Halloween time? Only mm. Halloween time. He's getting not not like normal aggravated, agitated. Strangely, I mean, abnormally, ex- intensely agitated right around the Halloween time. What do you think the thoughts are? Maybe because the veil is very is gone. Be, you know what? <clears throat> I'm the first to tell you I don't have all the answers. I don't know the answer to that question. I think it's very curious. And, I, you know, I would definitely say, you know, look into possibly having an investigative team check this out. And uh, 
if if there's questions about that, you guys can put uh, him in touch with me or get 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 the questions to me. And you know, if there's if there's definite signs of demonic oppression or possession, and there are some trigger signs to that, I'd be happy to put this person in touch with people that I trust to be able to hopefully provide some help and assistance. Okay, good, because this guy knows that he's sharing his body with an entity. So, so absolutely. So what I'll do is I'll give your information to, to Nicholas, and then Nicholas can... No, get the information from them, because oh, we don't I'll, want to give okay. out Chip's oh, information. Yeah, right. we don't, give out, don't worry, will, Chip, we won't give out your um, information. No. I will get all the information <laughs> from Nicholas. Deirdre's new at the game. And, and <laughs> no. I will... Okay, no. okay, I got it. Got it. Yeah, got, got it. it. Okay. I want to um, make just one more comment, too, then, before we go, because I read in your bio something about John Wilkes Booth. Yes, he's cousins. Really? No, no, you, you. Chip. Wasn't there something in your in your yeah, uh, John, bio about John Wilkes Booth? He's a, John, uh, John Wilkes Booth, one of my cousins actually performed in the troupe, in the acting troupe. Thomas Coffee was his name, performed with John Wilkes Booth and Edwin Booth in their acting troupe. Well, I'm adopted, oh. so it's not my real family, but John Wilkes Booth is actually, like, related to my adopted mother. Oh, that's and who it's like, it was. we're actually, like, related. I'm not, because I'm adopted, so I don't, like, exactly count it, but, like, my family's actually related to John Wilkes Booth, and so I just found that interesting, and I don't usually tell people that, and now I just told, like, a million people, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I knew somebody had a cousin that was Wilkes Booth, and you know me, I get everything ass backwards, back. so it wasn't Chip. There you go. So anyway, Chip, we want to thank you for coming on the show. We really do love you and anything we can do to help promote yes. you and support you. We're all about it. We want everybody to check out chipcoffee.com. If you guys need readings or anything, he's, he's got rates and everything on there. You can contact him and get your own private sessions. Um, follow him on Twitter at Chip Coffee. Uh, look and see where he's going to perform and go see it. You definitely will not uh, regret it. It's you will absolutely show. love it. It's fantastic. And, Chip, thank you so much. And a hello to Greta and I love and Mike. you guys. I love you, love you, love you. And I will be in touch very soon, my dear friends. Yes. Absolutely. Thank and you. We're going, we're going to work far away soon, but we'll be back in the spring, and then we'll be with you. There you go. Absolutely. So, Chip, thank you so much again for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. Bye, Chip. Thank and you. Chip. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Wasn't that awesome, you guys? That's so exciting. He's, he's, one so of the, he's one of the nicest people I've met in a thousand years. And for those bastards to say those terrible things about him, that's re- dreadful. I'd like to give those those family members a piece of my mind. Well, I really can. would. I know, Meanwhile, but I'd like the to. Jane Russell story I have to clear up now. We were at dinner, and I was telling Chip and a gang of people that I took Jane Russell to the Florida International Film Festival where they were giving her a Lifetime Achievement Award. I helped set it up. So Jane was a guest at my house and she went and got dressed and she put on a lovely lavender velvet gown, high neck, long sleeve dolman. And she came out and I looked at it and it just blurted out. I said, Jane, where are your tits? Well, Chip went crazy when I said that, laughing, because they were low. I said, Jane, jack them up. You're famous for your boobs. You got to show boobs. She said, leave me alone. I got it as tight as it can go. I said, Jane, they don't look good. So I yelled to my daughter, Leslie, do you have a brassiere to loan Jane? And Leslie said, yes, I have a black push-up bra. So Jane Russell borrowed her black push-up bra, and her bazooms were beautiful, just like Jane Russell's boobs should be. So that's a story that Chip goes hysterical laughing at. There you go. So here's what we're going to do, you guys. Um, in a few minutes, Ron's going to do a song as a performance as Jane Russell. And while he's setting up, we're going to actually play a song. So, Chad, let's like uh, gear up What If, the Fredro Star song. And uh, the reason I want to play this song, we have never played this song yet on the Jimmy Star show. But 
This is the uh, sequel to What If. This is called What If 2. It's by Fred Rostari, super famous from Onyx. He's a famous actor, and uh, he's got a new album coming out. This is the first single, and this is going to be the very first time it's played on radio anywhere. It goes to radio tomorrow, so we got it first, and we've got the exclusive. And Chad, you ready? Ready! All right, everybody, so this is the new single, What If 2, by Fred Rostar. Yeah, man. It's raining outside. Looking out the window, man. See the whole city. What if the world were one color? What kind of world would it be? Everybody the same color, Stevie Wonder will see. What if Abraham Lincoln never freed the slaves? What if weed was legal? I had trees for days. What if Little Wayne Cup was filled with Kool-Aid? LL was a nerd, he wasn't really cool J. What if the NRA changed all the gun laws? And no one could buy guns out the gun store. What if my nigga Kevin Hart was like six feet tall? <laughs> nigga probably wouldn't be funny at all. Everybody rocking gold cause it trended at James. But what if this nigga had on fake gold chains? What if the black man could swim and white man could jump? What if the Reeboks never made the pump? What if Kobe and Shaq never had beef? Niggas probably had ten rings apiece. What if OJ Simpson would have fit that glove? What if Whitney Houston would have never did drugs? What if Sean Poe would never shot the gun in the club? What if the homie Easy E would have wore that glove? What if the Crips wore red, the Bloods wore blue? What if Dr. Martin Luther King dreams came true? What if Chris and Rihanna never had that fight? She would have never checked his phone. It would have been a good night. That's what if. Everybody talking what if. I'm in the crib just smoking my pip. Everybody talking what if. If fifth was the fifth, then we'd all be drunk. Everybody talking what if. I'm in the crib just smoking my pip. Everybody talking what if. If fifth was the fifth, then we'd all be drunk. Yeah, man. Just chilling in the crib, you know. Got this rock on the rocks. It look like the sun coming out, man. Yeah. Would it be a mess? Never got knocked by the feds. Would it black just never got shot in the leg? What if LeBron played Jordan in his prime? Both niggas probably be dunking from the free line. But there was no more coke in Washington Heights. What if Jingle was directed by Spike? What if Trayvon was a white kid with a hoodie on? Rest in peace to all my niggas in the hood that's gone. What if Dougie Fresh never met Slick at the party? Then hip-hop wouldn't have had no lottie dotty. What if niggas stopped making those Air Force Ones? I be all fucked up. I love my Air Force sons. What if Trigger stopped itching? No more killing in the hood. What if niggas stop snitching? What if Kendrick Lamar never kicked that verse? Would the hip-hop game be better or worse? It's what if. Everybody talking what if. I'm in the crib just smoking my pip. Everybody talking what if. If fifth was the fifth, then we'd all be drunk. Everybody talking what if. I'm in the crib just smoking my pip. Everybody talking what if. If fifth was the fifth, then we'd all be drunk. It's not us. Yeah, that's What If 2 by Fredro Star. Oh, now you got the echo on. <laughs> hey, Chad, did we lose the video feed? We did. I'm working on that. Okay. Okay. 
I mean, well, I'll tell, yeah, everybody that I've been bragging to for so many years, when I used to work the nightclubs in New York, I would open with the song that I'm about to sing. And then we would do jokes, and I would sing, and then I would bring on other performers, great performers like Tommy Femio, who does Judy Garland live. For those of you out there who have seen him, you know what a treat he is. Um, I've worked with the best in the business, Jimmy James, all of the greats. Um, and this is the song that I want to sing, but I guess we want to wait for the visual to come back on because it's sort of a sexy song. There you go. Chad, let us know when you get the yeah. video feedback up. Yeah, so should I hit it anyway? No. We're going to wait. All right. So we'll well, well it depends because like, our next guest is going to call in 10 minutes, so we have 10 well, minutes. Well, the song is only four minutes, three minutes something. Okay. Chad, do we have a video feed yet or no? Nope. I think this oh, is locked up. Good old Windows. Uh-oh. Good old Windows is, is locked this up. This corset is so tight. I don't know how people... See, look, oh, see, now the camera adds 10 pounds, so I'm going to look fat. You don't look fat. But this corset has got me pulled in, so I love it. They can't see it, though, now, oh, because we don't oh, have a right, video feed, which I was just getting ready to play my clown. Yeah, I was going to play my clown, but, but now my clown you, won't kids, work. This is so tight. I don't know how those Victorian women did it. I can't breathe. The thought of eating right now, I'd rather shoot myself. <laughs> I, like, I don't know how they did it in Victorian times. Jesus. Oh, my God. Absolutely. But it's so worth it when you see your 18-inch waist. It's like, oh, my God, look, I've never had that in my life. Well, while he's working on the video feed, let me just give a quick shout-out um, to all our syndicates, which I'm going to quit the echo for a second. Is, it, is the echo bad or no? No, it's actually not bad. Okay, I'll keep it then. We want to give a thanks and a shout-out to the syndicates of the Jimmy Star Show, starting out with our home station, W4C Radio with Woo-hoo! Dean. Which, by the way, we have a new studio in Hollywood, California. It's going to be awesome. We also are on WROM Radio in Detroit on Saturday nights. Planet Radio Network, which is in L.A., Toronto, New York, and London. Jackalope Radio in Kansas City. The 76th Street Network in Omaha, Nebraska. Monster FM Radio in New York. And Bad Tomato FM in Washington, D.C. And we want to thank all those stations for carrying the Jimmy Star Show. You can also hear us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now on iHeartRadio. Radio. W4CY is also in... Louisiana. California. Yes. And Cali- Louisiana and California. Louisiana and California. We're just spreading so, like the good news. Mm-hmm. Dean K. Piper is quite infectious. He's spread yes. all over the country. Dean is the owner of the network. What's the word of the day? What's the word of the day? Halloween. Legs. So spread Legs. the word. Oh, sp- <laughs> what is it? Legs. So spread the word. What's the word of the day? And then you're supposed to say what? And I say legs, and then I say, so spread the word. I didn't raise you to do those things. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, please. You didn't, Jane? No, yeah. Fact, Jane, Jane may have, but Ron didn't. Remember, I'm an actor. This is one of the parts I play. The last movie I shot, Croker, I played a tough, butch Brooklyn cop. Really, a, a, really a he-man-y kind of cop. Vic's in the chat room. And Did I'm you say not, hi? And I'm not oh, Vic always is in the chat hot. Room. I played hey, an Vic, ugly uh, zombie. Vic, wait, wait. Vic, month. where's our movie? When is Croker coming out? It's going to come out, and he's hopefully going to be done in the middle of November, and it'll come oh. out at the beginning of next year. My back is beginning me. of next year? I mean, January yeah. after yep. wait? Yep. Oh, crap. It's anyway, like two months it's away. It's a fun film, and it's a great film, and I love it. Check out croakofthemovie.com. I think you're going to need to sing. All right, let's go. Yeah, I think so this Chad, thing's locked up. It's locked up, so we can't do anything about it. So, you want to introduce yourself, or how do you want to do yeah. it? This is my opening number that pl- they used to use an orchestra, of course. I'm singing to karaoke, which is not easy, and I hope it comes through the way it should because it's not been rehearsed. But this is the song that I opened with, with that made people really love coming to my show. Let me click on the thingamajig. He's going to click on the thingamajig. This is the first time we've ever done it. We're running our own music, so yeah. hopefully this works. Here we go, everybody. Where's the music? I don't know. Where's Didn't the click. song? Oh, you have to click it. I clicked. Oh, I don't think it worked. Click that button. Oh, here you go. 
All right, here we go. Oh, can we make it louder? I get too hungry for dinner at eight. I love the theater. I'm never late. I never bother with directors I hate. That's why this lady is a star. I go to bridge games with barons and earls. I go to Hollywood wearing emeralds and pearls. I'll never bother dishing dirt with those common girls. That's why this lady is a star, excuse me. I hate the wind when it blows Through my freshly done coiffure Life is a bore I'm rich, too bad for you Lord California Too cold to tame That's why this lady is a star Hello, everybody, and please forgive the way I sang that song. But the network said to me, Miss Russell, you're always such a tramp. Could you go out there and do it like a lady? Well, I did, and it's really not me. So with your kind permission, I would like to do it my way. Okay? Let's go, boys. Hit it. I get too horny for sex after eight. I hate the theater Souls I'm always late I'll never bother Dishing dirt with people I hate That's why this lady is a tramp Oh yeah, I am I go to crap games With Larry and Earl I go to Harlem To get rid of my curls I'll never bother lunching with that snobby girl. That's why this lady is a tramp. I love the cool, fresh wind between my legs. Life's without care. I'm single. Oy vey. Love California. It's gay in a can. That's why this lady, that's why this lady, that's why this lady is a man. Oh, I am, I am. Yay! Chad, you got an applause or something? Now, that's the hardest thing I've ever had to do because I couldn't hear my music and I... My voice cracked because of the lipstick. I have a problem, as I said. That was impressive, so forgive me if it didn't come off. It pro- sounded good except for that one crack. Well, that was, that was called a saliva plug. <laughs> That's okay. Saliva and plug. you get them in your throat. As Barbara Brighton knows, <laughs> you know, you shouldn't drink milk or eat before you sing because you can get it. Actually, throat. though, everybody in the chat room loved it. Oh, I'm glad. I'm really happy. You know, when, if ever I go do a show again, if they ever let me out of the uh, home... <laughs> The nursing home. Now, uh, I would do a show, and then I would. Chad, wasn't that fun? And that's why the lady is a man. 
I That's thought it was great. This lady is a man. Oh, this well, lady, okay. Yeah, well, the audience is usually used to stand and clap and go crazy because they wanted more. You're getting more. standing ovation in the chat room. Yeah, you're getting oh, standing ovations you. in the and chat room. And then we'd open it with jokes, and I'd say jokes like, I know I'm aging, and I know my breasts have dropped. This morning I was shaving my ankle and I cut my nipple. So I would do jokes like that about <laughs> aging and, and Jane Russell jokes, and it was a fun show, and I loved doing it. And I did it from 19 years old until I was 42, I think. Which and is just I a couple years ago. And then I was making movies, doing television. 42, doing- that was only eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, true. There you go. That's good. I love Just to everybody who, who's in the chat, who's in the thing, the, the ITV froze up and it has nothing to do with chat. It's like a computer glitch kind of thing and it may not be coming back on and it may be coming back on. We don't know, but just to let you know since everybody y'all are talking on, about it. This wig and I know, right? Me too. I'm this corset. I've got to loosen up this corset because you know, I'm working like, on a stage for four uh, minutes at a clip or ten uh, minutes for comedy. But sitting here for two hours in this corset, which has got my bazooms up near my throat. Yeah, but they do look fabulous. And everybody who tuned in at the beginning got to see it. I sound funny now. Oh, let me get rid of the echo. Like, I don't know which one is the echo. That's the echo. No. Oh, there we go. That sounds much better. Now, Thank turn you. turn my computer off so it's clearer. There you go. Perfect. Oh, wow. That's cool. Okay, so, everybody, next up we're going to have Irony Singleton coming on. He's uh, played T-Dog in The Walking Dead. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw that that Academy Award-nominated film, The Blind Side, but he played the kingpin like the bad guy picking on him uh, in that movie. And he's got a whole (laughs) bunch of new stuff coming up, so it's going to be awesome. And in the meantime, while we're waiting for him, I want to tell everybody, too, to check out – last week we had the guy on, uh, William – Hillman for Quigley's Christmas Adventure. It's a new film I'm involved with. You can go to kickstarter.com slash Quigley's Christmas Adventure. Follow us at Quigley Movie on Twitter. It's, uh, they're trying to raise money for the film. It's a great family film. Um, it's, it'll last forever. It's a classic film about a dog who goes to save Christmas from heaven who's an angel. And I play an angel. Like I said before, is that a stretch? <laughs> the Jimmy, devil and the angel. Very big stretch. Which is very funny. But anyway, check it out, everybody. Kickstarter.com slash Quigley's Q-U-I-G-L-E-Y-S Christmas Adventure. And follow him on Twitter at Quigley Movie. And follow me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Jimmy Star, D-R-J-I-M-M-Y-S-T-A-R. And, oh, follow me. I, on, I'm on a, quite a few. Follow me on Twitter at Deirdre, D-E-I-D-R-A, Serego. S-A-R-E-G-O. You can also get me at Facebook forward slash, or Facebook.com forward slash Deirdre Serego. And Ron is... And you can follow me any night down any alley. <laughs> and I guarantee following me will be very much fun. Actually, you can get me on Twitter. You can get me on... You're Instagram. at Ron Russell Show on Twitter. And Facebook is Ron Russell Show. Your and Twitter you at Ron Russell Facebook Show. all the time. And kindly... Use my message box because, you know, my emails are now getting to be, like, retarded. The other day I had 280 emails uh, responding to my Facebook uh, comments and stuff. I try to get back to you, but it's not possible. So please give me a short, brief message in my message box and um, make it important. Some of you are very sweet, and I love all your compliments, and I love the things you say. makes me happy. But if I have to read 260 emails, it's it's a lot of time. Oh, and yep, we got a call. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Thank you. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Ron. How are you guys? It's Kamalita. Kamalita. Hi. It welcome. Is. We're so happy to have you. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. you. I'm going to. Oh, go ahead, Jimmy. I, no, it's Ron. It's Ron. I have to speak. 
at the fair. <laughs> no, 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 my little chicken face. I love you. At, at the uh, fair. Parafest. Parafest. I have the great oh. pleasure of meeting this lady who is stunningly lovely. She's intelligent. She's wonderful. She's kind. She's loving. She's, she's beautiful. And I felt mm. enchanted with her. And her husband is equally as nice. What <laughs> lovely people welcome to show business instead of the usual creeps we have in the business. <laughs> now you can go and introduce me, Jimmy. I had to get it out. Well, that's okay. She's going to bring on irony anyway, I think. Yeah. What were you going to say, Kamalita, before we totally interrupted you? Hey, no worries at all. I you, I tell you, Ron was just wooing me so much. I had to connect Irony so that he could hear all of the lovely things that he was saying about us both. So he's there already on the line. You're an absolute hey, okay. Jimmy, Ron, how are you guys? I only caught like a second of it. I didn't hear. I didn't hear much of it. I only heard like a couple of seconds. How are you guys doing? How are you? Good. Good. Your music is great. Your career is flying. But you know what your greatest achievement is? Marrying. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. What's She's my greatest just fabulous. I, I love her. She's a nice he says girl. your greatest achievement is marrying your wife. That's right. Oh, my goodness. What's the oh very goodness. nice thing to do? So before we get started, you guys, I want to introduce <laughs> you guys to everybody. So everybody on the line, we have... Irony Singleton, you know him as, as T-Dog from The Walking Dead. He was in The Blind Side. He's been in all kinds of great stuff. He's got all kinds of new stuff that we're going to be talking about. And his wife, Kamalita. And let me introduce you to all of us. You know our cool, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you can't have visual because I'm in drag as Jane Russell and Jimmy's a clown. And Deirdre Sarego is dressed as, I guess, um, a Hollywood uh, vixen. A Hollywood I, vixen. I, I, I'm just calling myself the devil within. There you okay. go. <laughs> so I'm sorry you won't get to We're all dressed up for Halloween, but let me finish introducing you, everybody. We got the man behind the boards, Chad Murphy. Arnie, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, Chad. What's going on, brother? How are you? I'm great. Thank you, sir. And then we have our Good. new co-host, our Hollywood vixen, who who uh, is also Ron's daughter, and she's incredibly hot and gorgeous and beautiful, and she's an actress, and her name is Deidre. Hi, Irony. How are you? Oh. Hi, Deidre. How are you, sweetheart? Good, honey. Cool. Goody, goody. <laughs> We're very happy to have you on the show again. We think you're super talented. We had such a good time. Ron and I had such a good time hanging out with you guys at Parafest. I, I was hanging out with like three, three, and there was a lot of big stars there. And not that you're not a big star, but there was a couple of big old names that have been around. I didn't even give them time because they were kind of standoffish. But you and your wife. <laughs> were they? Well, I know you don't want to say any names then. No, I you. love the, the comic book girl with the big. Numbers. Oh, he liked, he liked, uh, oh, he her. liked Tony Todd's uh, cousin. Uh, cousin. What's her name? I forgot. I forgot. Oh, she did the comic terrible? book. But anyway, but we loved you, Irony. And, yeah. that, and we're so happy to have you back on again. And I know and we have I lots love of fun you stuff. too. And congr- Congratulations, too, on your marriage. Congrats. Thank you, Thank you so much. Yes, congrats. Yes, very good. Very awesome. good. We have a chat room full of people, too, so how about you guys give a shout-out and just say hey to everybody in the chat room. Hey, 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 chat room. What's going on, guys? There you go. They're putting your Twitter and everything out there now for everybody to see. So so before we start about talking about new stuff, we just got to talk about like one old stuff thing. And that is the fact that, dude, I'm so bummed that you got killed on The Walking Dead. I miss you. I know. Me too. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was – it's pretty tough. You know, day in and day out, I, stay, I try to get over it. But, um, you know, it's um, the, the wound is healing slowly but surely. Absolutely. So are they going to make a doll of you? Do you have your own doll yet? 
Or action figure. <laughs> I guess that's what they call it. Action figure. Action figure. Yeah. Well, no, I'm staying in close contact with Kirkman, Robert Kirkman and team, and hopefully that'll happen one day soon. Who knows? They should happen because now they're getting all the other people from the first season. A whole bunch of them have dolls, and like you are a way better character than, than some of them. So like, hopefully they're going to – I would love to have a doll of you just because how cool would that be? I'd be like, hey, what's up, Barney? And then the doll will just sit there and look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> no, that would be too sweet. That would be awesome. You know, So I'm, I'm waiting on that. I would like that. Hey, Arnie, do me a favor. How did you yes, sir. How did you meet your wife, and how did you con her into going out with you? And then how did you con her big time to marry you? I'm <laughs> 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 of residuals. All the residuals go to her. No, we met. We met in ninth grade in oh, high school, and um, I actually met her in the eighth grade. I just kind of stalked her with my eyes for about a year. <laughs> And yeah, and then I finally got the nerve to um, to uh, approach her in the ninth, and that's when she actually saw me for the first time. And it's been since high school, and she stuck by my side through thick and thin, like really, literally thick and thin, and all of the nonsense that I, you know, put put her through and and everything. So she's she's fabulous. She's she's an angel on earth. I have a question. Well, I, I, I tell you, Were you guys first. Oh, say that again, Kamalita. I, I was going to add to that that, you know, I, I almost made the biggest mistake of my life just wadding up his numbers every time he gave them to me and tossing <laughs> them in the trash. So I one day paid attention to it and, and gave it a call, and that was probably the best, one of the best decisions in my life. So it's a wonderful marriage and a great love affair. It's so obvious. So how long have you guys been together then? We've been together for 24 years, 25 in December, I guess. December, I guess. We've been married for 14 in December, December 10th. That's our big day. We got married the year oh, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which one of you said, wow? That, that sounded like run. No, I said, wow, and he said that was the year I was born. I was born in that year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, it's fun. Okay, so here's what we're going to do then. Here's what I want to do. Well, first of all, like, because I want to talk about your new book and everything, but also, like, I don't know how many people know that you're, like, what, how do you, how do you describe your, your rapping? Um, you know, first and foremost, I just, I like to talk about something. It, it's not just the, the, the traditional stuff that we get on, I guess, TV these days. So I like to have a meaning behind what I say, um, you know, and I, I would consider, I, you know, I have my own style of rapping, though, but it's kinda more like so horror about... horror rap, though. Like, it was kind of creepy, like horror rapper. I, I don't know exactly. You know, nobody else does it. Horror. Horror rap. It, like, I haven't really ever heard anybody else rap the way that you rap, so it's totally almost like you invented a new thing going here, and it's fun, oh. and it's exciting, and you did a song called We Are the Walking Dead. Tell us a little bit about it. You know, that, I guess, um, that is that particular song. I just have different types of songs, and I like to just have a, a different style with each song I write. So the Walking Dead song, a song I wanted it to be kind of creepy-like because, you know, the, the Walking Dead, the show, you know, um, inspired me to write this song. So I was also thinking around Halloween time, a song that people would want to play around Halloween time. 
Um, but yeah, the Walking Dead, it's, um, it's like, um, I guess I'm, I, I personify uh, zombies. So I'm, I'm like a zombie, what a zombie would say if a, if a zombie could talk, you know? Okay. Because so, I, I, I yeah, want people to hear yeah. it because I've been listening to, to it a lot over the last couple of days in my car because that's where I like to listen to music. And it's just, it's just plain, flat-out fun cool stuff and, and the fact that you wrote a song we are the walking dead and you were like a star of the tv show the walking dead and everything like it just makes it even more exciting so what we're gonna do chad you got it ready yes sir all right so irony how about you introduce it we're gonna play it for everybody then we'll come back and we'll talk about the book and the one-man tour how's that oh wow sounds great well i want you uh world i want you to check it out on the uh exclusively here on the jimmy star and ron show and uh here it is we are the Walking Dead. Tito! Cause we are the walking dead 
The Walking oh. Dead Irony, dude. That you're, it has so much like energy. That. It's so much fun. I freaking love it. So congratulations. Oh my god, thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate that. I'm so excited now. It's like I'm ready to go somewhere and party right about now. Wow, thanks for playing it. Um, we're doing a movie called Croker, and our director and writer, his name is Vic Shea. Well, he's in the chat room, and he's like a total metalhead. He like he likes metal music, and he just wrote that he loves it. He thinks it's awesome. So that's like a really big thing to you know. You know, get a, get a metalhead to like something rap. That's unbelievable. So that's a, a huge oh, compliment. He's a cool so dude. Much. So way to go. And knowing Freddie, hey, he'll, and- he'll call you to use your music in one of his zombie movies. <laughs> Right, right. Oh wow, that that would be sweet. You know, I'm I'm only a phone call away. Check this out. I'll be performing it this weekend in Atlanta at the Walker Stalker Convention too. Ooh. Oh, so you got a lot. Oh, that's this weekend. Okay, because I was thinking you got a, your one man show, but that starts next weekend, not this weekend, right? So you're going to be at the Walker Stalker Convention and tell everybody where is that? It's in Atlanta. It's going to be downtown Atlanta at the America's Mart. Um, okay. America. Mm-hmm. Is it is it basically like uh, is it Walker Stalker meaning like it's a whole bunch of people from The Walking Dead? Is that who's going to be there? Or are you just the headline and you're the headline? No, no, it's mainly like a Walking Dead convention. We're going to have a few other people there, but this is more so like a Walking Dead convention. Kay Harder's going to be there, be there. Uh, Judith O'Day um, from from Night of the Living Dead is going to be there few other people outside of the show, but for the most part, it's going to be the Walking Dead cast. It's going to be me. It's going to be Norman Reedus, who plays Daryl. Andrew awesome. Lincoln is coming in, who plays Rick. Denai Garetta, who plays Michonne. We're oh, going to have awesome. Sarah Wayne Callies. I mean, the list goes on and on. You name it. That's awesome. So everybody should yeah. check that out and go to that. Mm-hmm. Is Rick single? Because he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Rick's not single, Didra. He's a... Uh, He's happily married. He has been for quite some time. <laughs> He's also British, right? Doesn't he have a British accent in real life? Or no? Yes. I thought I read that. Yes, yeah. he's British. Along with David Morrissey. You know, he's British also. Yeah, isn't that cool? I love the way they disguise their accents so well you can't even tell. I know, there, I know. That's awesome. Yeah. When you're there, give a shout-out to Tony Gowell because I'm sure he'll be there. And his son... Hey, um, that's right. Hey, Brother Tony, how are you? I look forward to seeing you at Walker Stalker. I'm thinking he'll be there. Yeah, I but, think you he'll know, be the there. Dragon his, his son event. was with The Walking Dead also. He was a zombie. His son, Alec. Yeah, we had yeah. a good time with them. We had Tony on the show like two weeks ago, and we had an awesome, like just a total guy. blast with him. Fun guy. Oh, um, fabulous. Tony is great. Yeah. He's so everybody needs easy. to check all that out, though. Then, So let's move forward with it, though, because now we're talking about The Walking Dead. You have a book. It's called Blindsided by The Walking Dead. Uh, it just came out, and it's you wrote it with uh, Juliet Terzieff. I don't know how you pronounce her last name. Is that how do you pronounce her last name? Yeah. Juliet Terzieff. The, the stress on the second show, the She's super cool. She actually arranged the last time we had you on the show, and we met her at, also at, uh, at Parafest, and she's super awesome. And so you got this yes. new book, and it basically it says it chronicles the life from your life from poverty to fame. So tell us a little bit about it. 
It, 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 it details my life growing up in the inner city, uh, in an inner city housing project in Atlanta and overcoming drugs and, and violence and sexual promiscuity and the list goes on father absenteeism and, uh, and all, you know, just so many, um, you know, I guess negatives that were, that were thrown my way and it details how I was able to maneuver around those things and actually go through them and end up at the University of Georgia where I played uh, football there for four years and then my subsequent um, rise to celebrity celebrity status in, in the, the blind side and the walking dead. And uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic uh, read, and I think Juliet did a, a marvelous job of, of uh, bringing, bringing it all together perfectly, and it's a great read for anybody that's of age. There's mature language in there because I reflect on my, my younger formative years in the projects and a lot of the stuff, the language could be a little rough in the very beginning of it. Okay, and so how do people actually get this book? You can you can get you can get my book uh, from Amazon or you can um, you can go to my website ironysingleton.com i r o n e s i n g l e t o n dot com um, and perhaps I think Barnes and Noble as well I think they have it at their site. Absolutely, and everybody needs to get the book. It's got picture. I mean, it's a, it's a really great yeah, read. I'm coming through it now. Who's Mama Cat? That, that's my mom, and also that situation with her. She passed when I was 18, and she died from HIV-related complications. Yeah, I'm reading so, you know, I, I talk about how I was able to, able to to deal with that situation, and how it it inspired me um, be, beyond believability, and um, helped to catapult me to the to the next level, spiritually speaking. That is. So, like, tell us, like, a little bit about, like, okay, so you grew up in the projects, you went and played college, college ball. Like, how, what was your first big, your first big thing that you actually got in Hollywood? The Blind Side was my first big thing. I graduated from college. It took me ten years. I, I was acting. I had been acting fifteen years before I got my break, and which was The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock, the football movie, um, which she won an Academy Award. Yeah, I know. Award. That's so awesome. I want to talk about her after. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? Oh, after you're done, I want to talk about, I, I've got a few questions to talk about you and Sandra. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 definitely. Um, and so that was, I went 15 years and 10 years after graduating from college, I tried to get an agent. I couldn't get an agent. So I decided to do a one-man show. I felt like my back was against the wall. And my wife, my beautiful wife, she was she took care of the family. She had the nine-to-five job, so to speak. And, you know, we had our benefits, my kids and everybody. We were under her um, you know, her benefits from her job. And I just, and it was kind of somewhat of a desperation move because I was like, I have to make things happen. I had about 15 jobs, but I still was only bringing in a fraction of what she was bringing in. I thought right. I need to do something bigger. I need to do it better. That's when I did my one man show and it was, I need the resurrected, which is now blind side of the walking dead. I've just made the additions of the, uh, the blind side and the walking dead. My time's on the set on both sets. So once I did that, then an agent contacted me right after I performed my one-man show, said they wanted to represent me, and a couple of months after that, I was on the set opposite Sandra Bullock. So There you go. So, so, so Blindsided, uh, Blindside was your big break. Yes, as that far was as my big goes. break. That was your film break. Wow, you are very lucky. 
Actually, I, I love it. So now I'm getting the whole title because it, with the, the first big film was The Blind Side. The book is called Blindsided by The Walking Dead. And now the one-man yeah. stage show is called Blindsided by The Walking Dead. So, like, like that's super cool. So, so what do you actually do in the stage show? Because I know the stage show starts next week on November 8th in, at the Morton Theater in Athens. Like, what, uh, what, like what, what do you do? Because a one-man show, that's a hard thing to carry. It's pretty tough, but I, you know, I do, I do some of everything in there. There's drama. I do some comedy in there. I do spoken word. I rap. I dance. And the, basically the story that's in the book, I've condensed it and I've put it on the stage and I tell that story in an hour, 45 minutes on stage. And I play okay. 18 different characters, everybody from like my, my, my deceased mom and I, I play uh, a hoochie mama, I play uh, a, a thug, I play a crack addict, I play God, I play an Englishman, I play an Asian, I play, and, uh, you, uh, I play a Hispanic, I play, I mean, the list goes on and on, and I play so many different characters in this show. It's something to watch and to see me transform in and out of these characters. When I watch it, like my, sometimes myself, I'm like, whoa, how, how was that possible? So now I'm like, oh, I've got to do that again. I haven't done that in like five years. My wife even says the same thing. She's like, how on earth? I don't really understand how you're able to do that. But it happens. Yeah, I tell you, I have to add, guys, an irony. He, he, can, he can vouch for me here. I am his biggest critic in the world, and I will just shoot him down when he's not doing a great job at something, doesn't matter what it is. Even if he's just off just a little, I'll give it to him. But this show, I mean, when he – during dress rehearsal, before we performed it back in 2008 when it was the Resurrected, it was so powerful and, and intense in our garage alone that it brought both of, both of us to tears. I mean, of course, he was in tears for different reasons because he was in character, but it was also him reliving his life story. But, you know, it brought me to tears every time we went through it. And when he got on that stage and performed it, it was the most amazing something that I had ever seen. So... Saying that to say that audiences that see this show will not be disappointed. It is one of those shows that is captivating in every way, and irony brings it in every way that you can think of in every one of those characters, every one of them. So I'm done. Uh, because, so you, you say you want the diamond ring? Is that what Ooh, you're saying? You <laughs> so right now, you're starting, right now you're starting in Georgia, and then are you going to kind of like take it on the road, or what are, you, what are the plans for the show? I'm hoping so. It just depends on the reception here in Georgia. We're getting, we're getting, a, a, you know, it's basically a, a grassroots type of effort, and we're starting in um, Athens, Georgia, November 8th. November 9th, we're going to Macon, Georgia. November 16th, I think we'll be in Birmingham, and then the uh, December 7th, when America's Georgia. We may even put more dates in between there, and we're looking and hoping, we're hoping hoping, planning, depending on how things go here in the South, to take it to the Northeast, take it to, to you guys, and then out West and Midwest and all over the country, and then eventually maybe Canada and out to Europe and uh, other parts of the world. And then make it into a movie. And make yeah, it into a movie. Hurt, Ultimately, that is the goal, Jimmy, because we said, okay, well, we have the book now. Said, let's go ahead and turn it into the stage play and so that we can market it more, get more exposure, so we can ultimately get a movie deal. That's the plan. Yeah, I like that. So so if anybody wants to find out about how to get tickets for the show, they go to um, ironysingleton.com. That's and then it. You can, and you there's can get a link to there. 
Exactly. There's a link to it. It's uh, Blindsided by the Walking Dead, BBTWD. There's a link. You, you, you'll be able to go right to it and purchase tickets and get uh, more information if you'd like. So, you guys, if you're an Irony Singleton fan, we totally want you to support this and go see this show so he can like make money and get more people interested so we can take it on the road, and that way it'll come up here and we can go see it. Yeah, come <laughs> yes. to the Philly yes. area. Hey, if Kevin Hart can do <laughs> and it and make you, a movie out of it, you can do it. And if you do come up in our area, you guys best come here for dinner or yeah. else. That's right. You a, I know. You, fabulous you Italian. Just a couple of our favorite guys to hang out with. There you go. We like that. So then, cook Italian. You like Italian food? Of course. Bring it on. What you got? (laughs) I'll make whatever you like. I can make lasagna. I can make anything. You know, I'm Italian, so I can make anything. So I I want to do one more businessy thing, and then Deirdre wants to ask about Sandra Bullock, and then Ron's going to want to talk about something personal. I don't know what, but he always asks personal questions. We only got a few minutes left anyway, but I I also read in your bio that you uh, started or you are starting or have started a nonprofit performing arts school. Um, the Irony School of the Arts, ISA. I just bringing it up because I don't know what stage of development it's in, but like, just for mostly just to commend you because that's like such a cool way to give back to the community. You know, mm. the community that that you you come from. I think it's super super like an awesome thing to do, and I think people need to know like all the cool awesome stuff you do besides being like a you know a, a TV and film star. Like you, you're doing a lot for the community to give back, and and so I just wanted to bring it up for that sole purpose. You thank you so much for that, Jimmy. It's it's a collaboration effort, and it's Irony Singleton Presents Young Voices United, uh, the School of the Arts. And basically, you know, I, I and my wife, we both felt this obligation to give back, even though, you know, I think we kind of, we're, we're a bit ahead of ourselves, given where I am um, career-wise. Um, I think that God has given us such a grand vision, and we're just, so intent on bringing that vision to fruition. We're just kind of moving really fast with it. But we've been able to raise thousands of dollars, and uh, we're constantly raising, you know, funds and donations, and thanks to all the fans out there, and, uh, and your donations and your contributions and your support, we've been able to do that. But if, you know, if you'd like to contribute something or donate something, you can go to my website also, and there's a link to Young Voices United where you can contribute. But I feel like, you know, my thing was I, I don't want uh, any child to experience uh, what I've experienced. I know there, there, you know, there's a lot of uh, kids out there that go through that on the daily, but if I can kind of some way help to make it better, uh, then, uh, you know, I'm wanting to do that. And the arts, I think that's the best way for them to kind of, you know, come out of that situation because the arts, you know, it helps you to express yourself and, and become, Absolutely. A, become a better, you know, so. I love it. Yeah. All right, go up, Deidre. You're up. Oh, so now I want to talk Sandy Bullock. I love me some Sandy Bullock. I don't <laughs> uh, know who her. Who does it? She and I used to share a, the same waxing lady, the J sisters. Every time I'd go to get waxed, she would tell me all the celebrities that she's waxed. And apparently Sandy was one of her, her clients. But on a not-so-personal note, I don't know. I've never met Sandy. I've never worked with her. Um, what is she like? From, from, a, from just a, a fan standpoint, she just seems like a really amazing down to earth, not affected by Hollywood, kind of regular actress who loves her craft. To, to the 10th power, to the wow. 100th power, um, Deidre, that's her. In a nutshell, that sums her up beautifully. She's a beautiful human being. She's not just beautiful on the outside. She's beautiful on the inside. She's a special person. You know, she's a, she, she's a rare person. And, um, and especially it's, 
it's it's like a breath of fresh air to have somebody like her in this industry and uh and um and, and I love her positivity, her energy. When we finished shooting my, my the the scene where I called her the B word mm-hmm. and I was talking to some of the extras and normally, you know, you may have the A list actors, they may jump into their truck and head back to their trailer. Yeah. But I a hand on my shoulder and I turned around and it was it was Sandy. Oh, she she said I could call us call us Sandy by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so and um, she was like, you you did a phenomenal job. You you are so great. I look forward to working with you in Hollywood. She just couldn't stop pouring like down the compliments on me, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute, you're Sandra Bullock, and you you know you're telling me all this stuff. She didn't have to yeah. do that. that right. She's a beautiful person. And then she won an Academy Award for, for it. Which, I mean, the movie was great. <laughs> I loved it. I loved the whole idea of it. It's based on a true story, which is great. Um, it's a heartwarming, you know, it's it's a story about humanity. All right, Ron's back. Ron's back. Go ahead, Ron. Yeah, well, Ron, I'm you're back. Sh- yeah, I'm not shocked with what you said because when I did my show out west, set the record straight, I interviewed all the great legends of Hollywood from Tony Curtis down to Jane Russell and the big stars, you know, the superstars. And they mm-hmm. were wonderful. They were wonderful. And working in film and TV, I found that the little people stink. They're the nasty ones. They're the ones uh, that think the hell they are. They want to be mm-hmm. stars. But a star that's arrived, they don't care. They're human. And they know they've been where you are before. So now this, mm-hmm. is, this is a question for wifey poo. Because I get really mm-hmm. down to the gritty nitty here. You know, I dig in. Listen, my darling. Are you jealous of him? Because I'm very jealous of Jimmy. <laughs> no, how do you handle being jealous? Because your guy no, is really he, handsome. He's a handsome guy. He must he, have all those bitches yeah. after him. Oh. oh, no. Well, I tell you this, Ron. Um, irony, and, you know, he, he says it best. He talks about it extensively in the book, but... You know, irony, we've, we've gone through a lot in our relationship. And thank God that he put us together at a time that things were not so busy. And, you know, there was so much noise in the background that we could not uh, concentrate enough on us and getting, getting ourselves right and, and getting our spirits right with God. And so I, I truly, you know, feel that at this point in our relationship, this point in our marriage and our friendship, you know, we're at a point to where there's just total trust. There's total um, acceptance of where we are and what we want to do with our lives. And so it's very easy now. It was very hard then, uh, years and years and years ago. But these days it's very easy. And so stardom doesn't phase us very much at all. I mean, our family is our family, and, you know, we have our things that we have to do. Uh, we, we, we're mission-driven people. We're a mission-driven family. And so those things, as long as we're able to carry out those things that we fill in our, fill in our hearts that, you know, it is our purpose to do and commit ourselves to, then everything else for us falls into place. And that's how it's been for a very long time for us. I love it. I'm not shocked by your answer at all. But as far as Jimmy Starr goes, you know, I bought a gun. No, it's a real gun. It's, it's, no, this, no, wait, no, truthfully, this gun, no, this gun has a mechanism. No, listen. No, wait, wait. This gun has a mechanism. If you hold it to, towards his head, it doesn't go off. If you aim it at his chest, it doesn't go off. If you name it at his knees, it doesn't go off. But if you name it, you know where it goes off. No, they say when you cock this gun, it fires well. <laughs> Oh my! Oh, okay. He is just joking. Well, that, by the way. That, <laughs> no, no, I'm sure that 
That definitely keeps them walking the straight and narrow, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I walk the straight and narrow, and like, it doesn't matter because everywhere we go, I'm not the one who gets hit on. He gets hit on by every guy and every girl, every place oh, they go, and they just walk up to him like I don't even exist. They'll just walk up and like push me out of the way to like talk to him, and I'll be like, hello, but luckily he says, hey, you know, I'm married yeah. and everything. But so I, I, No, I have a thing. I told Jimmy, if you ever cheat on me, I won't get mad. I won't leave you either. I'm just going to call George Clooney. <laughs> That's his big oh, name is George Clooney. Actually, not. Oh, Clooney. Oh, you are. Old. He's getting too old. Oh, I kind of like that Ephraim guy. What's his name? Oh, Zach Efron. Zach Efron. He is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I met yeah. him one year, and like when they said he is it, when you meet him, there's something about him. I don't know what it is. You've met him? Yes, at the Oscars in two, in uh, 2010. Oh. He was. Hmm. Like magnetic. I mean, irony. I tell you, he. I've never met a guy where you're just drawn. Uh, for whatever reason, you are just drawn to him. He just. He, I. I don't know. Just he's like illuminating. There's just something about him. He's so good looking. This is Clooney, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Zach Efron. I saw. Oh, really? I've heard the same thing about Clooney. Oh, really? Well, years, you know, I met years Clooney ago, too, but he's George, very charming. Yeah, I saw George in that Out of Space movie, and with the beard and wrinkles, he's really starting to look too old for me. So you yeah, know, I'm in trouble because George Clooney's only like a few years older than me. Right. <laughs> no, but George, George looks very old. I must say he looks much, yeah, much more than his years. I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's got to get a new boyfriend, but I think, because that one's wearing him out. Oh, listen! To- <laughs> oh, did I say? That? <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. That was alleged. That was a joke. That was a joke. No, I meant that as a joke. Everybody. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All the secrets we know that we're not supposed to tell. George is wow, wow. He is not gay. I said, stop laughing. I can't help it. I am dressed like a clown today, so that's worse. So, are you guys are you guys taking your kids out for for Halloween? Do you you guys celebrate Halloween? Um, yeah. The the wife normally takes the kids out for. I don't want to upstage the kids or anything like that. And that's basically been her, their tradition. Taking And one thing is because as a kid, it was, we had like the, the Wayne Williams uh, Atlanta child murders when I was coming up. Oh, and wow. it frightened my grandmother so to where she would just bring home bags and bags of candy for us so that we didn't have to go out. So I never that's really right. uh, fell into that ritual right there. And so that's something that my wife is accustomed to doing. So she tends to take the kids out for Halloween. Well, you're, you're Christians, right? Yes. Yes, we're, yes, we are. I have many friends. Jane Russell was a Christian, as you know, a very, very uh, devout Christian. She did television shows about it and stuff. Anyway, I have Christian friends that do not celebrate Halloween because it celebrates demons and devils and vampires. My sister doesn't celebrate yeah, either. And they won't do it. They won't take part in it. My sister neither would do it. She's a born-again Christian. And they don't do that because they say it only glorifies the demons in the bed. You know, side, but it was just. Fun. I think it's just fun. Yeah, well, you know. And you know what? And and I would have to say this. I we're, we're we're actually. I refer to myself. I would have to let my wife elaborate on that. As a gypsy, as a Judeo-Islamic Buddhist Christian, I'm I'm everything that is love. Everything that includes love. That's what all the religions are about. We're more spiritual than religious. And as far as like my grandmother would say the same thing. She's a Jehovah's Witness, and she said it's all about it's spiritism. And it's glamorizing the evil and all that stuff. But what we do when our kids dress up for Halloween, they, you know, they tend to wear the fairy outfits or the superhero outfits and right. all that type. Of stuff. 
which we, my wife and I own the costume shop. I talk about it extensively in the book. Well, not extensively, but I, I elaborate on it. And we didn't have the really gory type costumes in our Fun shop looks. because of that. So I think that we could still enjoy Halloween mm-hmm. without actually maybe glamorizing that aspect of it, you know? Absolutely. I'm going, I'm going. We gotta stop. We gotta go. We gotta go. I just want to tell you, I'm going to read your book, but right now I'm just finishing uh, Roger Grubb's book, which is called. I forgot. I forgot. (laughs) It's a good book. No, it's good. It's about. It's really good. Next week I'll talk about Roger's book. In the meantime, so that's. But I will read your book. I promise you. Everybody, listen up. Check out IronySingleton.com. Go see his one-man stage show, Blindsided by the Walking Dead. Get his book. It's a fantastic book. Follow him on Twitter at Irony. Singleton. Irony and Kamalita, thank you so much for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. We wish you all the luck in everything you do, and anytime you have anything to promote, you let us know, and we'll have you back on. And if you're really- oh, We love you guys. Thank you so much. I love you, Jimmy. I love you, Ron. I love you, Deidre. And all thank of your you. listeners and, and watchers, I love you guys, and I wish you much continued success, and I hope to do it again real soon. And I'll see you around at a local con, at a, at a con somewhere, alright? Absolutely. Ron's got one more thing to say. And if Yes. Our listeners are lucky enough to meet your wife. They really will have a special day. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Thank you. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Have a happy Halloween. Thank have you. a great weekend. <laughs> oh, you all too. Love you guys. Bye. 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 Everybody, thanks wow. so much for tuning in to the Jimmy Star uh, Show. We'll see you next week where we have comedian Kip Adota and David J. Harvey, musician, coming on. Thanks so much, everybody, in the chat room. We had a great time. Chad, thank you. Happy Later. Halloween. Happy Halloween, happy everybody. Happy Halloween. Get those candies. I'm like, what are you talking about, love? I ain't got no gums. Gums. I need some nice 